0: You know, when I was married, God just wasn't in the picture. And so when things got rough, all it meant to me was I needed to get out of the pain.
1: You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right, thinking right relationships right now. You know, I think what Deborah says is really true. We're just looking to stop the pain. We're not thinking about consequences, relationship with God, or anyone else or implications, the ripple. We just want the pain to stop.
2: Yeah, we do. In fact, what often happens, and I, I hear this, unfortunately, more than I'd like to, we think that's the easy way, and it turns out to be the hard way. It fits that Chinese proverb, you know, the, the easy way always turns out to be the hard way, and the hard way turns out to be the easy way. And what we end up thinking is, I just I just want out of this. But every way begins in prayer. So Mm -hmm. would you, sir? Lord, -hmm. thank you that your way is the right way. It sometimes appears hard and sometimes is hard, but it always turns out the right way. And I pray that we pay attention to your word and fit our lives into a mold of obedience in your precious name. Amen. Amen. We're joined by a good friend and dear sister in Christ and a
1: fellow church member. Deb, you want to recap for us again what you were saying?
0: Well, just the fact that when I was married um, and going through really rough times in all three marriages, God wasn't in the picture. I didn't have a personal relationship with Christ back then. And so when things got rough, I either consulted friends or sometimes family members, but everybody I knew, their advice was just get out.
2: Yeah. Is is that typically the way that you thought about uh, divorce back then?
0: Yes. Yeah. Just
2: if it's not working, let's just get out of it. Sure. Yeah.
0: And, you know, initially my first marriage, I knew, I knew, I mean, I'd been brought up in the church, so I knew divorce was wrong. Hmm. But, you know, I think after a while, your conscience gets seared, especially when you're not walking with the Lord and Mm -hmm. you're not surrounding yourself with other Christians and you're not in a church. Mm -hmm. Um, That quickly, you quickly begin to just try to take care of yourself. It's fin for you.
2: I think a lot of times it probably fits in this mold also in, in my talking with people. People just want out of the pain.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: I just don't want to have to deal with this anymore. I mean, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and I think they may think that they've tried, but I don't think they have, and I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. I just want out of the pain. Let me out of this. Well, that's true. You
1: know, and if you'll forgive me all the time I spend in Africa and Central America, right? There is medicine and then there's tribal medicine. In the case of divorce, the tribe I grew up in said, get out, find another woman, find something to drink, stop the pain. But I didn't know anything about God's truth. And I remember one time I was on my knees in the bedroom saying, Dear God, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. What I'm doing is wrong. I don't want to repeat the cycle. Help. Hmm. And I had no idea that God had so much to offer on
2: the topic. Wow. So what is it that you, you knew at that time? Because you specifically said you knew it was wrong. So how did you know it was wrong?
0: Well, I'd been taught that growing up. Okay. Um, I divorced and then my parents divorced after 25 years of marriage shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. And so my whole world kind of crumbled. Mm-hmm. You know, I left the church, so there wasn't anybody there to counsel me or to mm-hmm. try to get me to understand. I went from one thing to another, trying to fill that hole and trying to take care of me and my son and you just, you're you out in the world just fending for yourself. There was just never a time during those years that I looked up.
2: Wow. I, wow. Was,
0: I was looking down and around.
2: <laughs> what
1: about you, Paul? There's much I could say, but I could summarize it in this little mantra. Marriage bad, women evil. Oh gosh! (laughs) (laughs) that's how you thought at that point in time well there was you know this is just terrible and I'm gonna assassinate myself bless God for his changing heart and stuff but I literally grew up in an environment where the theme amongst men was you don't want anything from a woman that you can't pay for and leave Hmm. men can take care of themselves uh they can cook whatever I mean it was it was that destructive the behavior so when you say what is it about divorce that you learned that was wrong I started seeing all the destruction in people's lives. Yeah. I was married to women imagine this who grew up in an environment where you can't trust men. Right. And based on my attitude that I was raised with, I was the fulfillment of what they had been told. So it was just one bad relationship mm-hmm. permeating the poison into the next generation.
2: That is that is great insight because that actually fits a lot of the research that they show. What you were saying there, you know, the idea of I, I really can't trust men and yet you end up going and marrying an untrustworthy man or vice versa. And it just sets up this cycle of, uh, you know, bad behavior It's literally what it, what it boils down to. We lie to ourselves about that. In Western civilization, life is so transient
1: and I don't want to name names and point fingers. But I was with a group of people that when they reached a certain level, they actually got a divorce and restarted their life so they could enjoy their new successes afresh. Mm -hmm. Or other people were saying, okay, with this transfer, with this move, you'll just pick up a new set of friends and things to address your needs. Wow! And, and a transit society seems to allow that. And
2: without God, this poison just seems to permeate. That's right. And what we have done, unfortunately, is we have misunderstood a lot of things about divorce. The, I changed my viewpoint on divorce about five years ago based on the study that I put into it. And that's what's in the great relationships material now. Because here's a statement I like to pose to people. And uh, you guys may not be good, uh, a good audience on this because you've, you've been around this. But do you think divorce is a sin? I was certainly in
1: enough churches originally that told me it was. <laughs> and, and I hate to say this. I actually felt like a second-class citizen. It was your divorce. There's really no place for you here unless you decide to live as a, a scorned monk for the mm-hmm. rest of your life. Hmm.
2: That's what I used to believe. But I'm going to present something to you that may give you a different viewpoint on this, because it's easy for us to think that divorce is a sin because Malachi, what is it, Malachi 2 or something that says, Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord, I hate divorce. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here's something to consider. Deuteronomy 24, verses 1 through 4, is God presenting the way to get divorced, (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that's, that's an interesting thought, isn't it? I mean, here we have this mindset of, uh, I'm not going to sit here and be dogmatic on it, but here's the way I typically think about it. And I would like for you guys to respond to this. If divorce is not the sin, then maybe the sin is what leads up to the divorce.
0: I agree completely with that. Just the hardness of our hearts and i think that's why he granted that was just because of the hardness of our hearts that we won't turn back to him we won't do the right thing yeah he made it possible but yeah, no, yeah. i
1: like that but I, I want to throw this in you know you're right because of the hardness of our hearts but i've i've talked to many many people both men and women outside the church who didn't know Christ that, you know, God is no respecter of persons. He's actually used the event of a divorce to reach in
2: and bring people to him. Mm -hmm. Sure. That didn't
1: know him. Sure.
2: So it's just amazing. But at the same time, you specifically said that you felt like a second-class citizen. Did you feel anything that way, Deborah?
0: I don't think I thought anything like that during all those years. Mm -hmm. Coming out of that and then getting into the church, um, I don't think I felt like a second-class citizen. But all of a sudden, I realized my sin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I realized God hated divorce. Mm-hmm. And I realized ha- my part in all of that. And then I think I felt, and maybe still do at times, just uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable setting because most everyone is married. yeah, And so you feel out of place ah, in a lot yeah. of things or a lot of functions, that kind of thing. But Uh, that
2: would make sense that sure
1: would okay well the topic is divorce material out of chapter 11 on the great relationships website that's gr numeral eight not sure where we're going but i'm not worried because god's already there we'll be back right after this
3: quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself, Philippians 2:3. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love.
4: Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God that you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down, www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going!
1: You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work and life and love and sometimes judgment because we're divorced. That's right. Herman, the material's coming out of Chapter 11 at Great Relationships on the website, greatrelationships.com. That's gr numeral 8 com. The thing is, as soon as you start talking about the Old Testament, right, for sources of scripture, I'm here in judgment. You're in Deuteronomy. <laughs> but what about Genesis? The, yeah, and,
2: and that's, that's where uh, most people end up. Putting most of their effort into thinking about it. You know, the original, original law of God was in Genesis 2, 24 and 25 put a man and woman together, leave cleave, you know, that type of mindset. No provision in there for separation, right? That was God's original law. Then the Code of Hammurabi came along and basically introduced the concept of divorce, and God's law got put on the side, and man's law was put up there as the preeminence. Oh, well, here's the way you can get divorced, you know. Here's the way that you can solve a relationship problem. If we're not getting along, then just say, I divorce you. you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the way you can go forward. And then God comes along and basically says, okay, okay, let's put the real law in place, which was his Ten Commandments and all the rest of the law. And in that particular law, that does have a provision for divorce, Deuteronomy 24. That's what's so interesting.
1: It, okay, so wait a minute. If Deuteronomy 24 has a provision for divorce,
2: I'm just going to ask because I'm not so bright. Is divorce a sin? I personally don't believe it is, just like we were saying in the previous segment. I believe, well, here's, here's the reason why. We're going to need I, a new mail truck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just think about it this way. How could it be sin if God is the one that's proposing it? I mean, that's what I'm going to stand on. Give me some thoughts back on that. If God is saying, let me read it to you and you tell me how this comes across to you. Here we are in Deuteronomy uh, at 24 verses 1 through 5. And it says when a man takes a wife and marries her and it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some uncleanness in her and writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house when she is departed from his house and goes and becomes another man's wife. If the latter husband detests her and writes a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hand and sends her out of the house or if the latter husband dies and took it goes on. Okay, well this, what is this provision? This is the Mosaic Law, and this provision is basically saying, here is how this is to be done. Meaning, if a man is going to divorce his wife, this is the way it needs to happen. And I don't want these things to happen, and I do want these things to happen. So all you need to do is go read Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4. Okay, so... If God is saying, here's the provisions of how it's supposed to happen, is that sin?
0: I would say no.
2: It's hard for me to believe that it would be sin, right? Uh, Maybe I'm missing something. This would be just an opinion, right? You bet.
1: But I think I can back it up with Scripture, and the Scripture's going to be this. Paul tells us that while everything is permissible, not everything is profitable. Right. So does Deuteronomy give us a way to do divorce? Yes. Is it God's best for us? No. no.
2: We know that statement is absolutely correct, because Malachi 2 says, I hate divorce. And we know from Genesis 2 that his original plan has not been set aside which is leave cleave one man, one woman. Mm. We know that hasn't been put aside, but God put this into practice and Jesus gives us the reason that God put this into the law. And what is that reason? Do you remember what the reason is? Because of the hardness of our hearts. Exactly. Because we have hard hearts, he is going to allow this to happen but you darn well better do it the way he has set it out to be done. Okay, so here's the cautionary statement in question, if
1: you will. Both Deb and I have said, we got divorced. What do they call it in the world? You know, it's a case of coyote love. I'm willing to chew off my own arm, right? <laughs> right to get the pain to stop and you just gave me a loaded gun you said look God says here it is here's how you get divorced be sure you do it this way so I'm listening to you going thumbs up double thumbs up Herman just told me God allows divorce I'm out of
2: here yeah wait a minute the issue for us is to recognize first and foremost it is an option because of our hardness of our heart and if we're going to do it it needs to be done this way none of that please nobody hear me say that i am in favor of divorce i am not i am not in favor of divorce i can't hear you over the pain i just heard you say (laughs) i could do it (laughs) and that is very easy to misconstrue just like we have a tendency to misconstrue freedom in a relationship right Mm -hmm. so you know is is freedom wrong no uh, is divorce wrong? God hates it, so I'd say please don't do it. And if you're going to do it, you darn well better do it this way or you compound the problem. That's, okay, well, that's, what, that's what God is saying in Deuteronomy 24. I think the, uh, the way that we have a tendency to take a lot of this issue, especially with divorce, is we have a tendency to say something this strong, and this is the way that a lot of people believe. The only grounds for divorce is adultery. That's what some people would say based on how they read what Jesus said in the New Testament there. My statement is, I believe, more accurate. The better option to better thing to think about there is even if the adultery has occurred, divorce is not required. It's an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would prefer that you choose to not take that option because Louis and I are living proof that you can make it through those type of times and have a marriage that works and is very satisfying and very gratifying because you can go through those type of things. So the issue is to trust the Lord to be able to work through both of you and decide, I'm just going to do what God wants me to do. I don't have to take that as, well, if there's adultery, then got to get a divorce. No, God is saying. That's an option. That's an option that you can take, but don't do that. Or I don't have to repay someone with the same coin. Amen. Amen to that one. Why Why should you go and do the same type of thing and be involved in a worse situation, literally putting yourself in sin in that situation?
1: So the truth is, um, if, if you haven't gone to the website and watched the testimony of Herman and Louie, I, I would really... Request that you do so; it will bless you more so when you find out that because of their faithfulness, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Certainly not we three at this moment in time, having this conversation. So for that, I thank you, and may the Lord bless you both. Well,
2: I, it's 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 more the Lord blessing <laughs> isn't it? That's the way it works, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, thank you that uh, for that comment, and that brings up something that's so important as it relates to that Ezekiel 3331 passage you know and if i can quote it again you know so th- so they come to you as people do and they sit before you as my people and and they hear your words but they don't do them for with their mouth they show much love but their hearts pursue their own gain and that is a very common theme that happens with us believers we come to God's word and it's, it, we would be, so they come to me, God would be saying, so they come to me as, as, as my children and they look at my word, and, but they don't do it. <laughs> they don't have any intention in their heart to do it. They just are doing something to look like they're doing the right thing and they're not doing the right thing at all.
1: Herman, don't you know, when I'm trying to lose weight, I always eat the snack food without the labels? (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) Oh, gosh. So there
1: you go, that's how it works. So Great Relationships is the course, right? The Mm -hmm. website, greatrelationships.com, GRNumeral8relationships.com. There's a study guide, there are all these videos, there's even a list of all these radio programs. So maybe you can share one, it's even available at MP3, with a friend of yours, to be encouraged. You're not alone, and I guess I can't emphasize it enough. A journey of a thousand miles begins with even a single step. But no matter where we're going, God is already there. There is hope. Before it was great relationships, it was hope for relationships. And at that time, there was Herman and Louie actually standing up in our place, and we thank you for being here to talk about it today. Deb, thank you for joining us. We'll be back right after this.
3: Great Quotes for Great Relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great Relationships. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right Thinking. Right Relationships. Right Now.
5: Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem, and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment each of great relationships 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you could squeeze into a coffee break so if you've had time to listen to this promotion you have the time to sign up and start today visit our website at greatrelationships.com that's gr numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter pursuing the best in work in life in love right thinking right relationships right
1: now Welcome back to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. And in this case, Ezekiel 33-31 after having read that.
2: So does God permit divorce? When you go back and look at Deuteronomy 24, yes, he does. He does permit divorce, and he wants it done a specific way. Now, this is where I get to the place where I'm going to specifically tell you Speculation on my part. Let me emphasize the one thing I want you to remember from this entire show, and I'll say it now and I'm going to want to say it again later. Yes, God permits divorce, but it's a bad option. Because the issue for us to consider is God's original plan is Genesis 2 one wife, one husband. That's God's original plan. And it's the hardness of our heart that he put in this Deuteronomy 24 mindset. And you can see the details on that if you go into Great Relationships, G-R-A-Relationships.com, chapter 11 and see what we are saying are the two views of divorce that the Jews had and why we believe what we do as it relates to divorce. Here's the thing I want you to consider, the way God has stated it is divorce requires a certificate a document it requires that literally the contract be broken and that certificate of divorce is key if you look at the words that jesus uses in the new testament and you could even do it in the old testament sometimes the word divorce only means separation so we got to be careful about that And when certificate of divorce is introduced, as it is in Deuteronomy 24, he's specifically saying if the divorce is going to happen, it needs to be done this way in a legal way. Because that is going to be critical, the way that you read some of the things that Jesus says.
1: Frequently in the material you talk to us about two to say yes and one to say no. Right. So what do I do if I find myself in a place where I'm saying yes And my partner continues to say no to the relationship maybe even children involved no to them too now what
2: it goes even worse than that because there are cases in more than one time and i'm dealing with a a a situation right now with a, a a man who doesn't want a divorce and yet his current wife is saying she wants it so what do you think i'm telling him at this point in time
0: It's still not a good option.
2: Still not a good option. That's exactly right. So this leads us to the primary message that we continuously talk about in great relationships. It does fit that idea of two to say yes and only one to say no. So if somebody is saying no in the relationship, what are you going to do? God's
1: asking me to love them unconditionally, not based on whether they deserve it or their behavior merits it, but I am to love them as God's commanded
2: me simply because He asked me to do it. Amen to that. That is the issue. Whenever you're in a relationship, and every one of us are going to be in relationships like this, at some point, you or them are going to be saying no to the relationship. God doesn't say, well, okay, it's all off because. One of you is saying no, so you can, you know, get out of that relationship. But,
1: Herman, you don't know
2: how ghastly their behavior is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And guess what God says to that? Love even your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and in these cases, it does become enemies. Great. <laughs> right, so if spouse
1: stops being spouse and becomes enemy, that's even worse because what the Bible mandates I do for
2: my enemy. Exactly. The two of you know, and I know, how difficult some relationships can become, right? And it becomes the place where, you know, you just don't want to even be around them. And they don't even want to be around you either. <laughs> it's mutual. That's right. It's totally mutual. And both of you are saying no. And God is saying, that isn't the way I want relationships to work. I want you to start saying yes. And I want you to start pursuing their best. And when you do that, you are operating the way I want you to operate.
1: But, you know, considering the cause of Christ and God's sacrifice for me, that seems so far away to the imminent pain
2: I'm receiving now. Exactly. And that's the reason why God in his mercy and grace gives us something that's very clear and we try to muddle it up. And all he says is, just do what I ask you to do. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Quit pursuing your own gain. Just do it my way. I created all of this. If you do it my way, it's going to be the best way. And that's the key message of great relationships. Do what's right, even if they aren't. Because there is going to be a judgment day someday. And he's not going to be getting you to be judged based on whether somebody else loved you or changed. He's going to judge you based on did you do what he asked of you to do? That's what he's going to judge you on. And so I'm going to be judged on whether I loved Louie as I was supposed to. And Louie's going to give, be judged on whether she is respecting me and loving me as she's supposed to. It has nothing to do with whether I'm getting her to respect me or getting her to be the right wife. It has everything to do with whether I'm being a right husband. That's how this works. All this is key to the idea of divorce. God does permit divorce, but it's a bad option. There's a much better option, which is embrace the pain, figure out a way to pursue their best anyway, figure out a way to draw in the mindset of Christ into that relationship.
1: Wow, I think the program ought to be called Ouch or Amen
2: on <laughs> the topic of
1: divorce. Until next time.
3: How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing! I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great.
5: Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend Great Relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.